The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, all of you snow babies out there. Hey, remember I'm from Pittsburgh. We got the snow, but if you're in D.C., you've got the snow. We've got the snow everywhere. So you know what? I'm thinking about this today. We have one of the most popular people on our show today, and you're snowed in. So, wow, we're going to have a huge listening audience because I am so fortunate to be able to have as my guest today, first of all, someone, so you all know this, is one of my favorite people, but is the real deal, that's number two, the Assistant Secretary for the Office of Disability Employment Policy, Assistant Secretary Kathy Martinez, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on well, we're lucky that you were able to get on. I, we're lucky I, you made it. I made it. I flew in. I threw my bag down and called in, and here I am. Well, and here you are. Thank goodness we have you. Well, listen, I want to ask you first, Assistant Secretary Martinez, how have you enjoyed your new role in the Obama administration so far? I love my job. That's. A, uh, I can say that I feel very supported. I feel like um, the administration and the secretary and the deputy secretary really value the voice of folks with disabilities and want to see us um, at the table. They see us as a part of the diversity agenda, and I feel very proud and honored to be a part of this momentum. Well, and you know what? I know you speak the truth because uh, from Secretary Solis, as you said, Deputy Secretary Seth Harris, uh, but the President himself is so wanting to see a change in America and specifically in jobs. And, folks, just so you know, only a few weeks ago at the White House we had a meeting about jobs for people with disabilities. So, I mean, it is serious, and that is what ODEP is all about that is what Assistant Secretary Martinez is all about. And that is why she is out on the road. She's like she's on a uh, concert tour here. But it really is a listening tour. So why don't you explain to our listeners what that means? Well, um, we're on a six-city listening tour, and we are going to the cities where the uh, Department of Labor has its regional offices. We've already been to Dallas and Philadelphia, and right now <clears throat> I'm in Chicago, and we plan to have a listening session on uh, Thursday, which is the 11th of February, from 9 to 5, and that will be held at Access Living in Chicago. Uh, it's the Independent Living Center. Oh, um, wow, yes, with Ms. Brist- Marka Brister. That is a fabulous place. Yeah, it's always imp- I think it's important... 
um, for as many people to see, you know, um, a truly accessible and usable um, venue. Um, and so we're, we're having this listening session, and the purpose of the listening session is really to, to uh, reconnect with our stakeholders, job seekers with disabilities, service providers, um, uh, employers, community activists, and we want to hear what's working. I know that we've spent a lot of time studying the problems and the barriers to employment, and I think we're pretty clear about what they are, knowing that attitude and fear tend to still be two of the biggest barriers. But we're looking at, we want to look at solutions. What has been working around the country? What could we possibly replicate? What could the federal government do to um, better include people with disabilities? We know that the uh, statistics in the federal government for employment of people with disabilities have, have been decreasing, and we want to change that trend. So the Department of Labor, including... Um, the Office of Disability Employment Policy, the Employment Training Administration, the Women's Bureau, uh, the Office of Federal Contracts Compliance, and then other federal agencies, including Social Security and uh, the Health and Human Services, uh, are, are participating with me on these listening tours. And we've had a wonderful turnout in Philadelphia and in Dallas and I'm expecting that even though there's snow here, there will be a wonderful turnout in Chicago because the Chicagoans are used to snow, um, and it doesn't seem to upset their apple cart like it does those of, those of us who are currently living in D.C. Yes, right. Now, Kathy, just so everyone understands this, with a listening tour, you go to a location such as your, where you're going in Chicago uh, to access living. You go to a, sh- a location, and, and you can be a person with a disability. You can be an employer. You can be a provider. Anyone can attend these sessions, and then when they get there, what happens? Well, we were asking people to sign up to speak, um, and people will have approximately 10 minutes. Of course, if somebody has a speech disability, they'll get, you know, we will accommodate for that. And we really want people to, um, to tell us, you know, uh, what's, what's working in their life, uh, what we could do to improve our uh, efforts to employ people with disabilities in the federal government, how better to include women, vets, and minorities, not to the exclusion of other um, other people with disabilities, but um, women vets and, and folks of color have typically um, used dis- the disability service delivery system even less. So um, if you go to the ODEP website, uh, you can find um, the link to the listening tour. And if you can't attend, if you can't attend the, um, the listening tour, you can, also, you can post comments um, up to 48 hours after the date of each uh, of each each one of the the, uh, the the event. So, for example, the Chicago tour will be on Thursday. You have until Saturday um, to post comments. And we okay. value everybody's voice. We really want to uh, take into consideration what people have to say. We know people have different points of view. Um, they, we we all have uh, different vantage points where we enter the system, how we utilize the system, how accessible, you know, the, um, 
the disability service delivery system and the workforce system is is to folks with disabilities, and so we need everybody's perspective. All right. Well, listen, I think we have a caller on the line here. Do we have a caller? Hello. Yes. Hi, Joyce and Kathy. This is Chris Griffin. Oh, my hey. goodness. We were just talking about you a little bit ago. Well, let me Can I just take this opportunity to congratulate Chris Griffin? She is officially the Deputy Director of the Office of Personnel Management. I know, finally, huh? <laughs> and I can't tell you, the, the reason I'm actually calling in, I know one of the things, Kathy, you're doing on the listening tour is getting information from people about what their experience has been. And and I just wanted to say how grateful I am to, to you uh, and, and all the folks at ODEP for the work you're doing to help promote the employment of people with disabilities in the federal government. I think... Uh, we make a great team. We're, as you said earlier, we're both very fortunate to actually have this opportunity from the administration, who's very supportive of this whole initiative. And I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited about uh, the future and, and the future of employment for people with disabilities. Well, Christine, while you're talking about the future of employment for people with disabilities, Joyce, may I, um, may I ask Christine to talk about the upcoming hiring extravaganza? Yes, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, Both ODEP and um, the Office of Personnel Management are are involved in quite uh, an amazing collaborative effort, um, and I'd like for Christine to tell your listening audience exactly what's happening. Well, this this is a good opportunity, hopefully, to spread the word. We are in partnership, Office of Personnel Management, in partnership with the Office of Disability Employment Policy, are actually... Have holding a hiring extravaganza, and we're not calling it a job fair or anything like that because it's not what you are used to seeing. We're not just some informational job fair where people come and pick up brochures and hear about opportunities. We are asking federal agencies to come to this job, this hiring uh, extravaganza, this hiring expo, with the people in mind that they want to actually interview that day and that they've already set up the interviews. So federal agencies are coming to this event with real jobs to offer people. This is exclusively for people with disabilities who will sign up in advance, will have their resumes posted, and the agencies will contact them to actually hold interviews that day. And it will be at the Washington Convention Center, thanks to ODEP, who were able to, to contract uh, with that, with them for us, and we will have a full day of interviews. And at the end of that, uh, I'm I'm very confident we're going to be able to say that it wasn't just informational; that we actually got people jobs, and we're really excited about this. Uh, today, actually, we were supposed to have a training event with the federal agency hiring uh, officials and and hiring managers. And that had to be canceled because of the snow, but it's been rescheduled for March 5th. And it's solely for federal agency people to come and learn how this process is going to work. And we will get information out to people with disabilities on how they actually sign up and get their resume uh, loaded and, and posted somewhere that agencies can look at it. So it's very exciting. No one's ever done this before. And, and I, you know, it's a great collaborative partnership. We have the CAP program from the Department of Defense. We have folks from EEOC involved. We have folks from uh, Rehab Services Administration over at the Department of Ed. Um, who else do we have? 
Social Security, we have a, a ton of people involved. Veterans, uh, Veterans yep. with Disabilities Initiatives out of the Department of Labor. So we've got great, this great collaborative effort of a lot of people to, uh, to try and give real opportunities for people with disabilities in the federal government. We even have the Securities Exchange Commission in the Treasury. Oh, isn't that great? I mean, we've got, we've really partnered with over 50 agencies right now to, uh, be involved in the planning of this effort. And then, um, you know, their agencies will be bringing jobs to the table, specifically for people and veterans with disabilities. So it's very exciting. And, you know, I just want to say that personally why I think so highly of these two women is because they're hitting the thing that is the most important to all of us Americans with disabilities, and that is employment. And I've got to tell you what, uh, Chris, it is a great day in America to have you in that position at OPM. Well, thank you very much. But you know what? I think it's I think it's a great day in America that we have a president that that values the importance of employment for people with disabilities and actually have given people with disabilities, myself and Kathy, opportunities to to actually implement his his vision of employment. So it's it's really exciting. Yes, as you always say, it's it would be one thing talking about it. It's another thing seeing the people appointed and in the positions doing it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I, I just couldn't be happier, and I love working with Kathy, and, and I think we're, we're going to do great things together. I do, too. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you calling in. Oh, thank you. And, uh, Kathy, uh, have a great time on the listening tour. I know you're going to bring back lots of great information for all of us. Well, uh, one no, thing no. I'm proud of is um, the, the, one of the things that I'm proudest of about this job extravaganza is that, you know, one of the initiatives that the president um, is um, is implementing is green jobs. And one of the things about job fairs is there there tends to be a lot of paper. Um, and so by not having a job fair and having interview opportunities, not only are we, you know, are we going to increase the numbers of folks with disability in the federal government, but it's sort of our, our way of going green um, and helping folks with disabilities find work. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really exciting, and and we're not going to kill a whole bunch of trees just to give out some information. We're going to do most of this is all going to be done online, and we're going to, as I said, end up with offering real jobs to real people. And um, the training that we're going to do, OPM is going to roll out a, a training, an online training on Schedule A for federal federal hiring managers. And that will get refined over time, and I, I just couldn't be more excited about the progress that we're making. So, so thank you, and Kathy. So bring back good info from uh, Chicago and, and San Francisco, dish, and San Francisco, and some deep dish pizza. <laughs> I wish I could bring you some. Okay. I wish you could send some to me right now. <laughs> anyway, well, tell everyone at the Independent Living Center. I said hi. We actually use them on our uh, we do a listening. Uh, tour with regards to the Americans with Disabilities Act Amendment Act regulations, and we, we MACA was kind enough to let us use that fabulous facility. Can I ask Christine to do one more thing before she signs off, Joyce? Absolutely. Um, I realize I'm not the host of the show, but 
now that we have her, I think it, it would be really a wonderful opportunity to take advantage of her expertise and have her explain a little bit about, she mentioned a term called Schedule A, and I think that maybe your listeners would be interested, especially if they're interested in uh, working for the federal government. Yeah, go right ahead, Chris. Oh, all right. Well, Schedule A, for people that don't know, is actually a, a hiring waiver. It's a hiring authority that federal agencies have to offer positions to people with disabilities uh, who meet certain criteria and who uh, who meet the qualifications for the job that they're looking for. And non-competitive means that an agency can have a job for, let's say, at OPM, there's a job opening, for example, for somebody who's a program analyst. And they can actually do recruiting of people with disabilities, interview people with disabilities, and offer the job without ever posting that job. So it gets you around the very um, lengthy competitive process and allows us to do something innovative to get people with disabilities into the federal government a lot quicker than um, than we could if it was going through the competitive process. The beauty of this is that, uh, it, as I said, it, it shortens the process, but it also recognizes that here is a group of people that we have, you know, really ignored in the employment arena in the federal government and that we need to do something that gets them in quickly uh, and, and without, all, you know, with un, without undue burden. So it's really pretty exciting. It is exciting. May I tell you what, Chris, if we had that in the private sector, oh, my goodness, companies would be going crazy. So, (laughs) And I will tell you, I will talk about, um, actually, Chris is going to be on the show, but we we will keep talking about these events coming up because I do think they are so important. Uh, So, Chris, thanks. Have a great day and stay warm. All right, Chris. Have a good trip. Bye-bye. Kathy, yes, dear. a question I have here for you about the listening tour. Could you go over again where you've been so far? We have been in Dallas, Texas, and we've been in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay, and, and where all do you have left to go? We have Chicago on Thursday. We have San Francisco on the 16th of February. Um, we have Atlanta, and I do not remember the date, and we have Boston on March 3rd. Okay, now, of course, they can go to the ODEP website to look any of this information up. What is the website? Um, I, I would go to the, it's the Department of Labor <clears throat> website. Um, and then go for ODEP? And then, yeah, and then hit ODEP. That's the easiest way. Okay, and my, my other question for you is, if someone wants to go to one, like, like if they're listening right now, they're in Chicago and they want to go Thursday, how do they go? What do they have to do? Uh, I think they they come and they sign up. Um, um, at the 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 actual uh, speaking will begin at nine o'clock. Um, they come to Access Living, and I'm hoping somebody can call in with the address. I don't have it with me, um, but it's the Access Living in Chicago. It's the Independent Living Center, and they would come <clears throat> come in, um, and uh, and sign up. Okay, and before we take this next caller, I just want to say, listen, folks, you have something, you have a story to tell, you have something to say, hey, the Assistant Secretary is coming to hear what you have to say. Go. All right, we have a caller on the line. Hi, Joyce, it's Andy Imperato. 
Hey, Andy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you and Kathy doing? Oh, we're doing. Well, I think we're all. We're you and I are definitely in a snow, snowy, snowy area. But it's actually snowing where Kathy is in Chicago, but not quite as bad yet. Right, Kathy? Yeah, I don't think it's as bad as at least they're expecting in D.C. Yeah, another blizzard it seems. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Do you have a question? I do, Joyce. I, first, I just want to acknowledge how how grateful we are to have Kathy where she is, to have Christine Griffin where she is, Lene Rutledge over at the Rehab Services Administration. We have a lot of strong leaders in key jobs in the administration. And my question is really, I, we don't want to let this opportunity go by without making a big difference in terms of increasing employment opportunities for people with disabilities. And I just wanted to ask Kathy, if she can, to talk about what she sees as the big opportunities, assuming that, you know, we we have at least a few more years and hopefully seven more years. Where are the big opportunities to move the needle on employment? And what can those of us in the disability advocacy community do to leverage those opportunities with the, the leadership in this administration and with some of the key leaders in Congress um, who, who are passionate about this issue? Oh, that's a great question, Andy, and thanks for calling. Um, <clears throat> I think <clears throat> one of the opportunities um, is in the federal government. Um, that's a big opportunity, and we've talked about that already. Um, but I think we also have to continue to work with employers, private employers, the private sector, um, uh, the demand side, as it were, and really engage uh, more c- companies, even though people are saying, you know, people aren't hiring yet, but, it, you know, it doesn't hurt to get, to get, um, to sort of, you know, get the issue teed up with uh, CEOs of different companies. Uh, Andy, uh, you were, you participated in a roundtable um, in, in October uh, for, uh, Disability Awareness Month, where we we talked about we had some CEOs at the table um, who were very interested in sort of uh, starting that momentum. And you know, I think a lot of times when when work cu- culture changes, it has to change at the top. So um, I'm looking at um, and um, along um, with the secretary, um, bringing together some CEOs of of different companies to really push this issue in their company and. You know, that's, of course, continuing to include folks in the human resources and the hiring managers. But we feel that um, we have examples of companies who have, uh, you know, who have really pushed this issue of including people with disabilities from the top. Um, And we feel like that's a very successful model um, as it's happening in the federal government. The president is very passionate about employing folks with disabilities, and so our other CEOs, um, and we feel like we'd like to kind of spread that model, uh, you know, replicate that model, and, um, and, and get some folks together who maybe are successful uh, employers of folks with disabilities and have them reach out to folks who may not be quite on board yet, um, because I think sometimes we spend a lot of time preaching to the choir and, and really... You know, change has to come when we take risks and kind of go outside our comfort zone, and maybe it isn't so, um, you know, sometimes it's not so easy. I think another thing we could do is to reach out to minority-owned businesses um, and 
and encourage them to hire their brothers and sisters with disability. There's um, quite a few women-owned businesses, quite a few gay and lesbian-owned businesses, quite a few businesses owned by folks of color and different ethnicities, all with their own business associations. Um, I think it's important that we look at um, bringing them on board uh, and and really... Uh, I'm not sure that you know that 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 we've we've worked with them uh, hand in hand, and I think you know they could become great allies of folks with disabilities, given that um, folks of color or people from minority backgrounds, um, the the at least in the Latino community, the incidence of disability is almost double of that of sort of the um, um, the the Caucasian community. So my 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 uh, sentiment to my Latino brothers and sisters is, you know, um, here we are, we're qualified, hire us. And I know, uh, I, I know we're kind of, you know, pushing a snowball uphill, as it were, given the economy, but I still think, you know, we can keep this issue alive. And um, the more people that get hired, the, the more people will hire uh, folks with disabilities. And I think we just have to use the example of, of you know, women and um, ethnic and racial minorities, because there was a lot of resistance in the past um, to, you know, to in- including those populations. And I think, you know, um, we we have to use their example of just persevering and becoming part of the workplace. Thanks, Kathy. Joyce, I guess the follow-up question I had, real quick, is just on the federal sector side, Kathy. How do you feel the workforce recruitment program plugs into that strategy? Do you feel like we're fully leveraging that program, and do you, do you and Chris have thoughts about how to how to you know make sure that we're using internship opportunities to create pipelines for folks to go into the federal government as they're leaving higher education? Well, we have a unprecedented number of um, of students in our workforce recruitment effort this year. Um, but I want to just point out that, you know, the WRP is one program, and I, I, I want to emphasize that I really believe that, that uh, folks with disabilities should utilize all the internship programs, not just the specific one for people with disabilities. Um, I, think, I, I think that it is leveraged. I think, you know, a number of folks got jobs last year. I actually don't remember the number, and I should know it, um, got you know, got permanent jobs, and I know um, that there are hundreds of people who who are being recruited to participate in the program. Um, but I I would like to call out to federal uh, other, uh, the the federal agencies to to of course use the WRP program and use our interns, but also to make sure that when they are um, when they have internships that people with disabilities know about them and can also apply for those internships. But I think, um, I think we could be doing a lot more in terms of including people with disabilities in the generic internship opportunity that the federal government offers. And also, Andy, you know what you could incorporate into that would be disability mentoring. There. Exactly. You know, Andy, you could incorporate that. Yeah, no, no question. We we see that as a as another pipeline opportunity, and and it's also a good awareness raiser, 
to have the job shadowing going on in the federal government, leading to summer opportunities and full-time opportunities. Well, we appreciate, Kathy, the partnership with ODEP and that we at the American Association of People with Disabilities, you know, want to partner with you more and help you achieve your goals, and we look forward to working with you moving forward. Well, Andy, can you talk a little bit about the Campaign for Disability Employment? Sure. Um, this is a collaborative that we're doing with support from the Office of Disability Employment Policy and the Job Accommodations Network is the lead on it. But it brings a lot of different partners together um, to really try to deliver a message around, um, you know, the value of employment for people with disabilities and the fact that everybody has a role in promoting that and recognizing the inherent abilities of people with disabilities to contribute in the workforce. So we've produced um, a video public service announcement. Um, we have a uh, we did a um, online video contest and have winners from that contest. The campaign website is whatcanyoudocampaign.org, and I encourage people to go on that and look at the resources and look at what we've produced and help us get the word out. Um, this is something that started in the previous administration under Kathy's leadership. The involvement has broadened. We've got the AFL-CIO involved now. We've got the uh, National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce uh, and other organizations that are dealing with different parts of the disability community and the broader workforce. And um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the collaboration. And I think the products that have come out of the campaign so far are very effective. So, Joyce, I encourage folks to go on the website and check them out. All right. And Andy is the CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. He is a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, and Andy, don't you have a gala coming up? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Our annual leadership gala is March 10th in D.C. at the Ronald Reagan Building and International Trade Center. We're honoring Spenny Hoyer and Connie Garner, and we're honoring two emerging leaders with disabilities, Lawrence Carter-Long and Don Duke. And I encourage folks to go to our website at aapte.com to learn more about it. But it's going to be a great event. Thank you, Joyce. It's always a wonderful event. Listen, you know what I say. It is the Academy Awards of the Disability Community. Don't miss it. Hey, Andy, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Um, and by the way, Kathy, I have here, where, here we go, Access Living, 115 West Chicago Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Thank That's you so 115 much. West Chicago Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Um, fabulous place. As a matter of fact, I did work with Mark and donate a piece of artwork there. It is just, oh, it's so awesome there. And you'll have a great time going there to hearing the Assistant Secretary with this listening tour. Now, I want to tell you, you know when you were saying earlier how people think that, well, there aren't any anyone hiring, there's no hiring going on? I'm very proud to tell you, Assistant Secretary, that on Friday, we at Bender hired. Are you ready now? We hired. I'm, I'm sitting down. Are you sitting down? <laughs> okay, in one day. This was in one day. We hired 11 new people. Wow. With significant disabilities. Now, but, is that working working for Bender or working for other companies? Well, 
I, everyone that I hire is employed by me unless they work for the NSA. Okay. And we have a big partnership with the NSA and with right. some of the federal agencies. They they work directly for them. But everyone else, I hire them, I pay the salary, and I pay the benefits, and then we partner with companies. Congratulations. And in, this case, in this case, it's with CSC. Oh, my I goodness. I know you were there at CSC. I visited oh, yeah. CSC, and I wanted to – I wasn't sure if it was okay to name a company, but I, I hope it is because I'm – I want to say that CSC is an amazing example of when you have buy-in from a CEO, how the work culture changes and how it can become so inclusive. And in my view, inclusivity equals productivity. So I'm very proud of Bender Consulting, and I'm very proud to, to have worked with CSC. And it's, it's an honor to see what a company can do if, if the leadership is behind the effort. And listen to what she's saying, folks, because guess what? If I did not have a strong relationship with the people at the top, none of this would happen. And when we bring, we are going to have, this year is the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We are planning events throughout the year, and one of them, which I have to work out with ODIP, is we are going to bring the Assistant Secretary to Pittsburgh, and we are going to take her to meet all these different CEOs that are hiring people so that you can continue to do what you're doing. And I want to tell you what, I'm behind you 100%, Assistant Secretary Martinez, 100%. Well, we know that. We feel it, and we, we appreciate it very much. And we know that Bender Consulting, no matter who else is having a recession, Bender Consulting seems to be going great guns and full steam ahead and is always hiring new people. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I want to help you with the other thing you mentioned. As you also know, I'm the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. As all my listeners know, I'm living with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And I'm going to tell you that we're doing a special employment initiative across the country, and we are focusing in different parts of the country on the Latino community. I'm very glad. Um, Yes. And I am going to work with you on that because... What she said is true. Listen, people who are disadvantaged are so often left out of this whole employment thing. So, you know, I'm, that's why, as far as I'm concerned, Kathy Martinez is a civil rights leader. You know, she doesn't have to leave her office in Washington, D.C. and go to all these places speaking to you. But she is, isn't she? And that's because she's serious about this. So, so tell me, uh, what have you learned so far on all the on the last two trips? What have you found out so far? Well, we we find out that um, there are still people who are not really very well connected with the, um, the 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 job, you know, the disability service delivery system. We find out though that there are things working, um, you know, that 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 people are working. We find out that we need to. Um, People are very interested in seeing, uh, uh, the president talked about a commission um, to look at the uh, kind of the intersection between the Social Security, uh, Social Security benefits and employment. I think people are very interested in seeing um, some type of a, of a, of a uh, uh, sunsetted or a commission that would, you know, sunset maybe, or time-limited, time-limited commission to look at those issues to see how we could um, maybe change some legislation that might 
allow people to work uh, and uh, with with less disincentives uh, and provide more incentives, um, we find that that the recession is is particularly hard on people with disabilities and their families because services are cut. Um, and we find that people would like to, um, as much as possible, um, you know, join the workforce and make a, a, a prevailing wage and really be a part of their communities. You know, in this country, um, work uh, is very critical to our identity. And so we, f- we find that there are, uh, there is even, a, I think, a larger untapped pool than I thought of folks with disabilities that are ready and willing to work. That's right. Uh, that is so true. And, you know, last a uh, few nights ago when we had our staff meeting, I give out an award uh, to people who have not missed a day of work in a year. Of course, they've taken vacation. I'm talking about sick days. We have like an attendance award. We just started it when I first started the company, and we never stopped. So that, therefore, people are going up front saying, yep, haven't had taken a sick day in 10 years. Yeah, I haven't taken one in 12 years. Yeah, I haven't. And I'm sitting there, and I thought, oh, my God, we need to videotape this to show this to the country because you think, some of you, that we're weak or that we're inferior. Hey, i got news for you. How many companies can you go to where you find these employees that haven't had a sick day in all that time? Rare. But when people are left out, oppressed, they appreciate and they value work. They really do. And, but, again, if you do have success stories, say you're at a small company, because small businesses, that's where all the hiring is today. Right. And if you are a small business and you're hiring people, go to this listening tour. You don't have to be a Fortune 50 corporation. The assistant secretary wants to hear from everyone. Go. Go. Tell what you're doing. Tell her. This is information she can take back to the White House. Go. She wants to hear what you have to say. So I really hope if you're listening and you're in Chicago that you will go. And, and after that, where's the next one? The next one is in San Francisco. So I'm going to keep reminding all of you about that next one in San Francisco. And I do want to thank, by the way, all of you listeners, because as you all know, last week Hollywood producer Jim Abrams was on, who also has a son with epilepsy uh, and made a film about that with Meryl Streep. So we talked about what he's doing at the Charlie Foundation, and he wanted to let me know his website went crazy. That's because you're listening. So now you have to listen about this. Tell everyone about these listening tours. Tell people. Now, you know, we've been talking about some of these problems, and I know that you know that the disability community is very outraged. I keep getting calls about that new report, the disproportionate impact of the Great Recession on workers with disabilities, about uh, last hired, first fired. What, what, what are you going to do about that at ODEP? What, what will you be doing? Well, what we have to do, I think, throughout the country is, you know, keep on showing employers the value of people with disabilities. And mm-hmm. I think very often, you know, people don't value us. They don't value what we have to say. They don't value what we have to contribute. Um, and, again, as, as we said earlier in the conversation, fear plays a big part in um, I think fear and paternalism play a big part in 
in our high unemployment rate. You know, people say, well, if I let go my blind uh, employee, certainly somebody will take care of them. They assume that, you know, that somebody will take care of you if you have a disability, which isn't exactly true. And so they, they, they assume that, you know, if they, if they let you go, it's, it's more okay to let somebody with a disability go than somebody who, quote, doesn't have a disability and is, quote, supporting their family, even though the person with a disability may be the person supporting their family. So I think we have to, we really just have to in, increase the number of people with disabilities in the workplace, which will make us less exotic in the workplace and more sort of a normal um, regular part of the fabric, of the workplace fabric. Um, and so I think that's what we have to do. We just have to keep pushing. You know, we can't stop. We have to keep pushing hard, you know, on all sides, the demand side, the supply side, uh, and all the way everywhere in between. And you know what? That is so true what you said about how sometimes people think about that. But we all do want to work, and we do have great stories we can tell. But, hey, if you don't go tell, if you don't talk about it, how is anyone going to hear about it? And you know about President Obama. I know he's very serious. I know Kareem Dale uh, has made it clear to me that the president is very serious about uh, job creation and new jobs for people with disabilities, and is doing a lot of work with the small business community. Will you also be doing that at ODEP? Will you also be working with the small business community? Well, um, we plan to do some work with minority-owned businesses, most of which are small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly will not take over any um, any of, of the small business administrations responsibilities, but certainly um, if we want to get folks with disabilities hired by minority-owned businesses, the majority of, of those are small business owners. So, yes, I would say we are. We will begin working more with small business owners in that regard. And, you know, um, Kathy, we're on Twitter and Facebook, so we're getting questions constantly. One of them I know you'll want to respond to. One of the questions here is, uh, Assistant Secretary Martinez, first of all, congratulations. I'm very proud of you. This is wonderful work that you're doing. Um, my question is, what about people with disabilities in the rural communities? Will you, will you also be looking out for them? Well, one of the main, I, I think when, when we look at, like we talk about teleworking, um, yes, we... We are very concerned about folks with disabilities from rural communities because I think even more so um, the isolation factor is, is major. I think it's, it's one of the biggest barriers for people with disabilities in general is isolation. Um, but I think, you know, to look at the, the concept of telework, um, getting broadband out to the, which is not ODEP's job, um, but, you know, just access to to broadband and access to um, <clears throat> the opportunities to work remotely um, are some, I think, some ideas for folks with disabilities in rural areas to join the workforce. And I know you have a background. You're very familiar with people that have worked in all these areas, so I know you will include that. Um, and really, again, 
get out there and talk to her when she's going to these different locations, because I assure you, when I have her come to Pittsburgh, it won't just be to meet the CEOs. We will host a breakfast to have everyone talk to her. We want her to know. You know why? She'll do something about it. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a woman that's all about parties, that's all about uh, herself. She's serious about this. Can I she folks, is serious. Can I give folks a website to uh, if they're interested in finding out um, how to post comments for the listening tour? Yes, yeah. Okay, so www.dol.gov slash... ODEP, O-D-E-P, slash disability listening tour. I'm reading this with my machine. Dot H-T-M. Do you want to repeat that, Joyce? So you're going to www.dol.gov slash ODEP slash listening tours. I think slash it's slash HTM. Is that right? Slash disability listening tour. Slash disability listening tours. And I just looked it up on here. If you go to the DOL website and put in ODEP, you can find all this out. Very good. Or if you go to Google and put this in, you yep. can find all of this if out. You, yeah, go to Google and put in disability listening tour. Yes. And also, now, guess what? It's on Joyce's website. Yes, and it's forever archived on voiceamerica.com and on benderconsult.com. But we will put something out on our site, Kathy. Oh, very good. So that people will know. We'll put something out there because I do think this is absolutely so important. Thank you. So let me ask you this. I know this is going to be hard. I know it is, but I have to ask you. What would you say so far, Assistant Secretary Martinez, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment while over this past time since you've been leading the efforts at ODA? Well, I think two things. One is the listening tour, which is not really quite accomplished yet. Uh, one is the hiring extravaganza, which I think is going to turn out great. Um, the fact that we were able to pull it off, you know, um, I've been in my job five months, and I think Christine's been in her job one month. <laughs> um, and then I, I really think just connecting with the community, connecting with the uh, with employers, uh, and and feeling like change is possible. And it is. I agree. It is possible. And, you know, I have been working across the United States. I do this on a volunteer basis, teaching high school students with disabilities about the world of work. And I have been enduring seeing a high number of these students attempting suicide due to bullying. Oh, dear. Gay students and students with disabilities and gay students with disabilities. Mm. And what I wanted to ask you is, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a young man on a suicide watch right now that I am working to help with epilepsy who was just brutally bullied until he tried to take his own life. My, my question for you is that we are trying now to empower young people to be leaders, to stand up and be leaders, but what advice do you have for a young person listening to the show right now 
who is a victim of bullying and feels like they're not worth it, what advice do you have for them? Well, I, I think I, I have advice to um, to a couple sides of this equation. One is for the student, you know, look for a mentor. Um, sometimes it may not be in your school or, you know, in your social club, but I think we all need role models and mentors. Um, I was a disabled child a very long time ago, and, you know, and I, I, I know what it's like to be teased, and I also know what it's like to have other children defend me. Um, I think bullying is, is a big problem for folks with disabilities. We tend to be vulnerable. We tend to be, um, you know, it, it, people do make fun of us, and, and I think it can be very cruel. I think um, on the other side, though, I think it's important for staff, teachers, and parents of other children that see this, you know, to, to empower other kids to be able to stand up to bullies. Um, you know, maybe, not, maybe it's not the person who's being bullied, but, you know, I think, you know, if there's a no-tolerance factor for bullying, um, you know, that helps quite a bit. I think if you're a person with a disability... I think it's very important to, you know, talk about it. Um, go to your teachers. Go to your, uh, you know, your uh, pastors. Go to people who care about you and um, try to figure out a safe space for yourself. And, and I think that does include um, trying to find mentors and role models. And I, and I can tell you right now, Assistant Secretary, isn't it true that you feel we need young leaders? Well, I mean, they have something they can do for the future. We need national youth leaders, right? I agree. Yeah, I think the disability community has not been the best at developing young leaders. I think we're doing better, um, but I think we haven't done as well as we could do. And, you know, I, I include myself in that. And one of the things... Um, that ODEP is doing that I'm very proud of um, is we are hiring um, very significantly disabled folks at the Department of Labor through a project called Project Search. And um, uh, these are folks with primarily intellectual disabilities, and they are working in various agencies within the department. We had our first uh, cadre of folks in the fall, and now we're having our second cadre in the spring, and being and having them just in and amongst us has made a huge difference in the departments that they work in, the agencies that they work in. And I would like to encourage all other federal agencies to utilize the Project Search um, model. It's one model. I think it works very well. It allows um, folks with disabilities. Um, we're actually doing uh, internships for high school students, but I, I imagine that some of these folks will end up with work at a prevailing wage or at, at minimum wage at least. And um, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful model to integrate folks with significant disabilities into the community. And, and I think that is also awesome because, you know, the more significant the disability, the more difficult it is to find employment. Correct. Well, you know what? We really wish you the best on your listening tour, and I really can't wait to have you come here to Pittsburgh. I'm ready to come. 
Oh, well, we're ready to have you. The whole city will be ready to have you. We'll have to get ready because when you come, we know. I'm very excited to come to Pittsburgh and and meet the Pittsburghers. Well, we're happy. We're going to have you meet them. Um, And I want to ask you before you go, do you have a message that you would like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I would like to say um, I would like to encourage folks to um, to participate in our hiring extravaganza. Um, I want to say for the youth with disabilities, um, look up federal internship opportunities, uh, specifically the Workforce Recruitment Program, which is funded out of the Office of Disability Employment Policy. Um, and, re- and, and don't forget that, you know, employment of people with disabilities is, is our right. We have the right to be fairly and gainfully employed. As anyone else. Correct. Justice for all includes us all. Remember, in the words of the great Tony Quello, give us the right to be fired. Equal treatment. Equal treatment across the board. Well, you know, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and today it has to be from Assistant Secretary Martinez, who said, advancing employment opportunities and expectations for people with disabilities strengthens not only America's economy, but our moral fiber. Isn't that what it's all about, folks? Thank you, Joyce. Isn't that what it's all about? Listen, good luck at that listening tour. Hope you don't get uh, snowed in and you can't get there. But I know that we're going to get those people out there to hear you. Listen, people with disabilities, they're always out. Even whenever I come to work, the first person I see at my office is the person in the wheelchair every time. Never fails. So make sure you go this Thursday. What time again, Kathy? Between 9 and 5. Between 9 and 5 this Thursday to Access Living. Go meet the Assistant Secretary. Thank you so much, Assistant Secretary Martinez. It was a pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure. We can't wait to have you here. Get ready. You're going to have to rest up for when you come to Pittsburgh. (laughs) Okay. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 